Ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? It is the week four recap, the week four recap. We had London, we had Toy Story, we had every bit of action. One of our teams still has to play. Um, still not a great week, and we'll get into why. It's some good matchups, some good stuff. But other than that, just kind of another weird week in the NFL. Justin, even though you're not ready yet because you haven't played yet, are you ready? I am. Bert, I better be. let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the How About That podcast presented by Face Value Clothing. You check them out at facevalueclothing.com. Or some apparel out to a nice Knoxville bar this weekend. Just trying to represent, bring it back to the college kids since we're out of college, trying to market to the college kids. Do our part as podcasters sponsored by them. The only podcast sponsored by Face Value Clothing. That is a fact. How about that? Yeah. How was Neyland Stadium? Give me the breakdown. How was Old Glory? There's nothing better than it. I, I've been... I mean, I've been to a couple different college football teams. That's the only SEC one I've necessarily been to. Besides, I went to Alabama for the Alabama-LSU game. I just wasn't in the game because I wasn't spending $500 for a ticket. And, I mean, every time it just gets better. We actually – we had great seats in the end zone, which I love end zone seats because it that's loud. Like, that's where it's loud at. And uh, we moved down to, like, midfield, like 17 rows up. Mm-hmm. And we were with like kind of the student section. The athletes, Eagler was right in front of me, the point guard. Um, oh. And that was that was a fun experience too. So it was always electric. Uh, Spencer wanted to see more. I was excited to watch him. I mean, they struggled. Uh, their line has been bad. And Joe Milton, I felt like that was the best game that he was. he kind of played all all year. So it was awesome. I'm excited going back again to Georgia, and then I also have the Texas Kansas State game. So I'll see. It, wow. what the what the future of the sec looks like a lot of good ball yeah. yeah i was nervous i feel like the revenge factor is more of a thing in college football than the pros i think it's not really a thing at all in the pros but yeah. i was nervous about tennessee going into that game but they definitely were they were ready to roll yeah and it was it was just always funny uh like when we were sitting up there i had this guy next to me who like was a food truck driver and all he cared about all he cares about is tennessee football and then we go down because the reason why we moved down was JB. Uh, he only has four tickets, and the fifth per- the fifth ticket wasn't checked in. It was right next to us, so he's like, "It wasn't scanned in. It's open." And the seat was open, and he like went there, and the lady was like, "That's our seat." He's like, "Ma'am, it wasn't scanned." She's like, "That's our seat," and we're like, "All right, we're not dealing with it." So that's why we moved down. So where he had reserved five seats oh. just in case as a backup plan, and uh, there you know, there's like. You're around students. You're around people who don't necessarily care. They're just there. And when uh, Brew McCoy got hurt, I don't know if you saw that. I didn't see the replay. You saw you saw him go down right in front of us, and you immediately saw him like grab his head. 
and the cart come out immediately. So you're kind of like, what's, what's going on. And, uh, these girls turn around, they go, they're saying, or did, or some, the person in front of us said he broke his neck. I'm like, no, that that's not how that works. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> like, did you not, he's moving around right now. <laughs> he broke his neck. It'd be a little bit this different. Is, this is what happens when the Swifties start talking ball. Yeah. Yeah. It was completely different. The guy next to me, when you're up in the end zone with like the people of Tennessee, yeah. it's a completely di- different atmosphere than when you're with the students who may not all be necessarily involved in the game. So good God. No, it looked awesome. It's heaven on earth. Yeah. It's a great can't wait place. to be back. And enjoy, I was, I mean, we can talk, we can stop talking about SEC football. I was kind of like with Tennessee not being undefeated anymore in South Carolina, getting off to a slow start. That wasn't as big of a game. So I'm really hoping that Tennessee finds a way to win out and Georgia to win out. So that Tennessee Georgia game is like yeah. the game. That's going to be yeah. a 330 kickoff. I've done noon at Neyland. I've done night at Neyland. I have not done 330. And I feel like 330 is going to be the best one. So hopefully I get that. That's the one I've done. And I would, I would recommend it again. Yep. So how was your weekend? One team. What's any, that? Any fun things going on in your weekend? Mm, went and saw Megan Maroney. I'm a big fan of her work now. Um, she is a class act. Yep. Um, a classy lady. That's all I'll say about her performance. That's all I need uh, to say. Eight Second Saloon is a cool place. I liked it a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. So, any Ryder Cup watching? Not until Sunday. I just I could barely even follow it. I was so confused. So, I was I slept from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Friday night watching it. And then Saturday, I slept 2 to two to 6.30 Saturday. Jesus. My God. <laughs> I was in it. It was an ass kicking. It was an ass yeah. kicking. But. I just want to say about it, uh, Zach Johnson is, if this was a golf pot, like, I wish I could give Zach Johnson the bozo of the week. That's all I'm going to say. That was the worst. That was the worst. I and I don't want to talk anything about like the only thing I want to say is because this isn't a golf podcast. Uh nothing about the pairings, nothing about the captain's picks, which everyone in the right mind knows was so bad. But Luke Donald, the European captain, you never saw him unless he was like just tra- following something, right? Zach Johnson was like a high school coach and went up to Jordan Spieth and told him to club down. Like, dude, he's a professional golfer. I think he knows what club to hit. And then Jordan Speed doesn't have enough club and goes in the water. What a anyway, dumb water. idiot. Yeah. Nope, he's a bozo. It was embarrassing. Um, you know what else is embarrassing, Justin? Me. Your week-to-week performance here. Yeah. One o'clock say it was bad. And yes. uh, when yes. I was going through it, I mean, it doesn't get worse than that. Uh, I will say... Yes. The only thing keeping me in it was my blowout and my upset picks. And I got robbed on both of them. So I am going to give you a break here because I'm going to exclude the Baltimore game because I assume you wouldn't have picked Cleveland if DTR was starting. That is correct. And then also they're no longer the upset because they were favored. Um, And not just by a point or two, it shifted four points. Wait, Chicago did? Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. I'm removing them as well. Okay, so we're just wiping that slate of that game. Yep. So, did I you have, have any other upsets though? Because I'll give you your next. I mean, Denver was an upset, no, so I, I think had... you deserve it. I know Denver was a switch because I told you about Caleb Williams, so I think you still deserve a point because you had the Denver upset. Yeah, but I had Denver just for fun, and then 
I mean, Baltimore, I, I never would have picked them as an upset if they were playing DTR. Yeah, so that's true. Okay. And I think that's I'm fair. still up six games on you. I have you at seven and six this week, me at 10 and three. Yep. Um, this puts you at 33 and 28 that's and me at 39 and 22. I mean, and your I, clocks have been awful. Yeah. And truly, the only way I've been in this is I've, I have at least one, one of my blowouts are my upsets. Uh, my yeah. upset pick was up three touchdowns and my blowout pick. Uh, they should have blown out. Should have been a blowout, but yeah. we'll get into those games. Your blowout pick should have arguably should have been a blowout pick more than mine. So I didn't even realize I've gotten screwed twice now on spread killers there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here we go. Yeah, in the Lambo. Um, week four. Detroit goes in. They're now four straight winners against Green Bay. And it's just you're just not used to seeing Green Bay get smoked like this because we've never seen it our whole lives. Um, were you more impressed with Detroit or more worried about how bad the Packers and the rest of the NFC North is? Uh, I would say I think this Detroit deserves credit here. I mean, that was just a butt kicking, and it was kind of one of those things I will always say, like, hey, if you go in and you do your job, especially on the road, I think that deserves a lot of credit. I mean, for Green Bay, have did anybody think that – I don't know. Like, if I feel like we'd be more surprised if this was the other way around. Yeah. I – uh, you know, they, they lost to the Falcons struggling. They lost to this, they beat the Saints struggling. And then like their two win, I mean, their only win right now is against the, I guess they beat the, sorry, they beat the Saints struggling, but then their only like impressive win, I guess that wasn't close was the bears, which isn't, doesn't mean anything anymore. So yeah. I think this is a Packers team that maybe we had higher expectations than we should have with them. I mean, there's a lot of season left, and that division is nowhere close to being. I mean, they're only one game back. It can flip, and within by the end of the month, we could be having a different conversation about the NFC North. Yeah. So I definitely think that we should give the Lions a lot of credit for just going into Lambeau and getting the job done. I mean, they've won in Lambeau, and they've won in Arrowhead now this year. Like, that's that's impressive. Super impressive, yeah. And Detroit, that first possession, golf throws the pick, and you're like, all right, here we go. Green Bay's going to roll tonight. Mm-hmm. Golf's going to have a bad day, and we're all – and then Detroit just turned it on and, and golf even more. He was really impressive. Ben Johnson's still awesome. Um, Willie, now we got to be careful with these. Willie Stats, not Will Stotts. This is Will, big guy Will. Will booked a Willie Stats, one in me. Mm-hmm. Um, he said just a talking point if you need it. So I felt like I would share it. Since the start of the 2022 season, Joe Barry, Green Bay's defensive coordinator, has given up 150 plus rushing yards in 10 out of 21 games now and allowed seven players to have 100-plus-yard individual games, already has two games over 200 this year alone. So the Packers' run defense has been 32nd since the Packers' GM took over as well, and now this defensive coordinator is even worse. They can't stop the run. It's really uh, It is noticeable. And mm-hmm. I, I think last year we were kind of, especially at the beginning, we were like, this Green Bay defense isn't that good. Uh, yeah. And their secondary kind of woke up. We're like, all right, their secondary is good but they don't have a pass rush and they don't have a run defense. It, their front seven is, I would argue the worst front seven in football right now. And if clearly the stats back it up, it, it was one of those things where like Rashawn Gary is their only name that you can necessarily know. Off the top of your head. Yeah. I mean, it's there's no, uh, the big boys in the trenches, BJ Raji, like yeah, that's God, long gone. But when you have a struggling quarterback like Jordan, not a struggling quarterback, but the way that Matt LaFleur has to run the offense this year with Jordan Love, uh, you cannot be getting run all over and letting the yep. other team control the clock. And that certainly is not helping. So, And you've got right now um, 
you know, Jair Alexander didn't play and Eric Stokes didn't play. So yeah. you need your front seven to do something, and they're just not. So credit to Detroit, Green Bay, two and two, NFC North schedule, you know, still still can find their way to a seven seed here. Next one, Atlanta at Jacksonville. Tweeted the clip Sunday morning. You hate when we're right, Justin, but damn it, you got to tweet it when we are. Yeah. And you were still on the road, kind of getting figured out how to get back, watching a little bit of Ryder Cup still, and you're like, what's going on? I'm like, well, Ritter's being Ritter. Yeah, uh, it was it was one of those things where, oh, the national media is now starting to talk about the Heineke thing post HBT posting it. I feel like yeah. we have there's some listeners out there who have have uh, followers that we don't have. Um, yeah, we were right in that sense. Uh, I was wrong over on the game just because I said I'm not going to do anything with Jacksonville until they show me something. I'm not. I'm still I look. They weren't that great. No, they weren't like <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't anything impressive. They won the game. Yeah. Uh, they didn't have to do anything. Yeah, that's the that's the point. Like it, it was a win. It was you know you look at the box score. You're like, all right, twenty three seven, won by a couple possessions. Good. We're starting to you know regain some trust. Um, this will be a big game for them, Jacksonville moving forward. But the only outcome I got from this is yeah, Desmond Ritter. If the Falcons want to try to stay competitive in this division, which is a, a division that they could easily win, it has to be a quarterback change. And I feel like you have a guy who can do that. Otherwise, I, there's no takeaways from this game besides the Toy Story thing, which I watched the start of it. It was pretty funny. Yeah, it looked like it was funny. I mean, the best play of the game was the highlight of Bijan is in the animation juking that guy. Like that's. That did you it. see? Did you see the tweet where like somebody? Uh, I need to find it. Uh, somebody tweeted like the Bijan that exact clip, and they were like, "Put it to uh, a certain song." What song was it? But it's the it's the highlight song that everything's put to and then he did it it was so funny uh, yeah i just gosh i can't i don't know why i can't find it but they did it the guy did it to uh one of those main highlight songs and it was yeah. just Bijan's toy story highlights it's like i could watch that all day like the f at Bijan robinson toy story highlights yeah yeah um i think it's like i'm a boss i think that's yeah, that's what it was movie. that's what it was yeah. that is yeah, exactly yeah. what it was <laughs> uh yeah i just I think Atlanta's in a position. I mean, you saw Matt Collins barely like didn't even want to, he wanted to fight Ritter. Like you, you can't really tank if you're Atlanta. So I, I think still going into this summer, Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Tannehill, like I think they have real options to trade for and be successful and not like without doing the rookie quarterback route. But I don't get why they're not going to put in Heineke. Arthur Smith already came out and said this week they're starting with Ritter. I don't know why. I think it's enough game samples now to see what is it he's played like six games last year, four this year, whatever it is, like almost a 10 game sample of just bad, just awful throws, bad reads. You know, I feel bad for him, but it's just like, get him out. I don't, I don't get it. And yeah, Jacksonville, we'll see Sunday when they play Buffalo because that just wasn't a challenge. And I'm still, I mean, these are Buffalo and Jacksonville aren't necessarily two teams that I'm not like high on, uh, but Jacksonville has a clear advantage. Yes. Well, I'm just talking about I'm just talking about for the funds purposes. Um for sure. my yeah, for the value fund. Um that so they have a clear advantage next week. So we'll see how much that plays in. But yeah, when it comes to Ritter, there there's you know, whenever you have a quarterback in this situation, right? There's kind of two ways to do it. Like, all right. And I think personally it's all based off of circumstances. Do you have any expectations this year? Are you trying to lose football games in a way or like it is better for this team for us to lose and have a higher pick? Because mm -hmm. there's no way we can compete. And at that point, I don't care who we put at quarterback. We might as well put the young guy and maybe game 16, he figures it out. 
Yep. The other side is we can compete and get into the playoffs. We have an opportunity here. The quarterback position is clearly what's holding us back. Do we make a change? It is clearly the second of those two options. I don't understand in this in this division, in this conference, in the, the way that Atlanta plays football, where they don't they don't need some high powered passing offense. There's no reason for you to make a change and just get a guy who you know what he is and you know he can win you ball games because times have been Ritter right now can't win you games. And you didn't sign Heineke in case Ritter got hurt. Like you knew the situation was going to happen, so why are you not just pulling the trigger? Yeah, I it just makes don't get no it. sense in my head. So, no sense in my we'll head. See. We will see. Because uh, all you're doing like, in Atlanta, too, is like, if you're other Smith, like, make the playoff game. Like, show I can do it. And then be yeah. like, next year, hey, now let's try to figure out the quarterback situation and move on from there. But especially with how young this team is and how young their weapons are, you can't pay all those guys. Not that any, not that they necessarily deserve payment right now, but at some point, rookie contracts are up. And yep. unless you continue to just be the best drafting team in the world, you're not going to have any replacements. I like Arthur Smith, but I don't get why his seat is so cold. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what he's done to deserve that, but I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, next one. We were both wrong on this one. What a show. Um, Buffalo wins in a blowout against Miami. It starts off with some of the most high-powered offense you would see. I don't think either quarterback had an incompletion in the first quarter. Um, it starts off with touchdown, 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 touchdown. Uh, and then finally, the Dolphins kind of come back to life. Um, come back to reality, I should say. Make some turnovers. This McDermott defense for Buffalo, we said it, you know, they've been flying around against bad offenses. How would they look against this offense? Super impressed. The Tredavious White video sucked with him getting hurt and throwing his helmet. Christian Benford's on. Um, maybe your boy Christian Benford, I, I don't know, year, year three, maybe it's his time. But I feel like super that's, impressed with that's when you peak. Like, yeah, like love their defense, love McDermott, taking over. And then it seems like, Ken Dorsey and Josh Allen have found a good rhythm four weeks in now. Um, and granted, it was the Stefan Diggs show completely, but I thought Allen was pretty composed in this 1 p.m. setting, and they just, the they're just setting. killing it right now. They're killing teams. Yeah. Uh, there's two, there's, you know, a couple takeaways, which is number one, Bills, the Bills defense should be the story. I don't want to hear about the Josh Allen story right now. It is, it should be the Bills defense story. Uh, yeah. Because even when Tredavious White went out in the first half, right? I think it was early. Yeah, it was early. And it was still after, a game, whatever it was. After he yeah. went out, it, that's when it, the takeoff happened. Very impressed uh, with, with their defense and what they did. And if they want to take that jump that they we have not seen them jump, this is a way to start it where it's like, all right, yeah, Miami, Kansas City, you're not you're not scoring 30 on us anymore. Yep. Uh, my point number two is, oh, wait, Tua, maybe let's all hold off a little bit on this whole MVP conversation. Yeah. Because if you look at Miami, I don't want to hear anything about 70 points anymore because of this no. Denver Broncos defense. I, I don't don't bring it up. I don't I don't care what you have to say. This That's Denver Broncos defense let up is so bad that if the Bears Fields was eleven the, for eleven. If the Bears and the Commanders are combined for 60 points, then yeah, you should score 70 points. Kansas City's might might do it. Kansas City might score, and they're going to try to go with the, the – they're going to try to break the record. They might get 77 on them, okay? Yep. So I don't want to hear anything. But other than that, they got, you know, 24, which I think is a fine number against the Patriots. And then they played the Chargers defense where they got 36. 
which isn't that good of a defense. It is one of the other very poor defenses in the NFL. Yep. So I don't want to hear anything. And now Tua plays a real defense. The way that McDermott, a great defensive mind, the timing was off. They couldn't get that ball. And besides the opening scripts, they could not get the ball in their receivers' hands easily. It kind of just showed us the limitations of Tua that we've known this entire time where system quarterback. And I, you have what you can only, you only get these opportunities necessarily a few times a year because of how good the system is. But for all those people who are like, oh, remember the Herbert Tua conversation? He scored so many points. Shut up. Yeah. No, it was definitely a, a comeback to reality moment for the whole team. Unfortunately, for your team, it sucks that you have to play them the week after they just got humbled, but we can worry about well, that after yeah, our, tonight's game. I mean, uh, our, defense um, isn't gonna, our defense is probably going to let up 30 points. We'll see what happens. Th- yeah, two, because they, they are two that rookie good. corners starting. So, you know, and right. we don't have a pass right. rush. So yep. we'll see what happens this week. But uh, point number three was uh, oh, yeah. Miami's defense. Hey, there's this thing called adjustments, and we <laughs> didn't make them. We just didn't make them. Stefan Diggs, like, Jeez. it was, look, great performance and he did his job because when you're the receiver one and you have man coverage in a situation like that you 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 are you were supposed to do what you did and he even went above that so all the praise to Stefan Diggs but if you're Miami your guy gets burnt one time main coverage on him okay hey hey let's it's how I respond two times okay let's give him some safety help over the top I mean three times I no excuse so I Miami if you want to if we want to kind of hold some of these high powered offenses back, we cannot throw the same exact defensive look at them for 60 minutes and expect good things to happen. You're not playing Mac Jones this week. You're playing Josh Allen. I wanted to come on and almost start a, do we need to start worrying about uh, the Dolphins defense? Cause the chargers let them up. The bills let them up. Russ put up points. And then I remembered they're going to be good enough and Ramsey's going to come back. So I, you know, They'll be fine the regular season, but and that was that was the whole issue with yesterday was I mean it was it was a slot corner who had to move out because of Ramsey, yeah. but my my point is like there has to be adjustments that are made. We cannot you can't leave a guy like that on an island against one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yep, and a guy who and a quarterback who is more than willing to throw it at to him. So absolutely no, it was yeah impressive. We'll see if Buffalo can kind of keep rolling and keep the AFC East, or if the Dolphins are going to respond. Uh, next one. <laughs> game of game of the weekend, and Zach, you didn't you didn't deal with this. I wanted to I want to get this off my chest because this was the thing that bothered me most about this entire time was I was listen I was watching slash listening. Let's just go with listening to Red Zone in the car because I was driving. And yeah, my God, awesome. the first first half of the even into the third quarter and the fourth quarter when it was a blowout game of the year here, you know, potentially game of the you know game of the century with with Miami and and Buffalo. We're back at it. And you want to know what I came on here and said was the true game of the week was what ended up being the game of the week, Broncos Bears. And it got no special recognition for how awesome it was. It it was just, it was everything we wanted it to be and more. And it Mm -hmm. was way better and way more entertaining than Miami and Buffalo. And I want people to respect what that game was. No, it's a good point. It was very entertaining. Like we said, I was was waiting to get that off my chest all day. So that's why I jumped. You were flying there. You were flying. Field starts 11 for 11. He throws for over 300 yards. He made some awesome throws. He looks the best he's looked since rookie year fields when he was confident and didn't care. Um, I don't know how they lost. I, I still don't. I watched the highlights. I've watched it again. I know they had that weird play where Fields loses it. I don't get how they lost that game. That makes no sense. I have an answer. It's Eberflus. It's the dumbest coach right now in the league. That's <laughs> that's what the answer is. You know, it was it was one of those so things I'm where everyone, everyone knew it. It was like, all right. 
Um, it's 28 to seven, but is it like, it's yeah. the bears and you're up 28, 21 with the ball. And that freak fields plays happens. And you know, then they get the ball back and you're like, all right, respond. And they, they should have won. Uh, they did, yeah. You got them down the field. Here's, here's everything you have to know about that decision, right? From, for those who weren't paying attention, it was under three minutes, tie ball game, fourth and one from your own 18, uh, easy field goal. And your defense had really been playing all right. And the only reason why you're in this situation is because of a freak play where somehow the ball went backwards when Justin Fields was throwing it. Yep. And you decide to go for it. Now, Zach, even if you're up seven points and you go for it, I would disagree because I'm like, Hey, uh, there's still three minutes left on the clock. Let's, let's go to, let's go up two possessions. Even if you're up three points, I would say, Hey, Let's kick a field goal so that at least now they need a touchdown. When you're tied and you haven't won a game all year, yeah, kick the field goal. You're supposed yeah. to be a defensive coach. Coach the defense. Like, kick the field goal. Take the points. Take the lead and give it. Give them the ball back and say, hey, now you respond. And even if they get the field goal, all right, we're going into OT. Or even if maybe they get it early. Maybe they score a touchdown. I don't know. But at the end of the day, when you had the opportunity to take the lead with three minutes left, put the pressure back on the Broncos. You didn't do that. And there's zero excuse. And there's legitimately zero reason for you to tell me it's the right call. And then not only that, but like you said, for the the play call in that situation to be a shotgun run. I mean, there's look, everyone knows I hate when you start, when you need a one yard and you do a sweep or a pitch or something or or jet sweep. And it's like, your guys running East to West, not North to South. He only needs one yard. That's that is number one worst decision on a fourth and one, or when you need a yard, a third and one, or whatever. Number two is a shotgun run. Yeah. Where your guy doesn't get a head start. So it was by far one of the worst decisions I think I've seen in the NFL this year. Uh, and we can get to another one later on in the four o'clock slate, but that's all the, the entire reason why they lost the game. And it was good to see that Fields was just absolutely devastated after. I feel bad for Oh, him. sick for him. This sucks. I don't yeah. want him to suck. Like, I don't want him to fail. Uh yeah, it didn't. Well, I was watching the QB school on it. It didn't look like there was a RPO or pass option off of it. Maybe it was just a classic read option, and and the DN sat. But still, to trust your interior O line is a decision, certainly. Um, but even though this sucks for Bears fans, because you know you don't want to suck all year, this loss will pay dividends. Yep. It'll pay dividends because we're going to skip to this game. I don't know if the Carolina Panthers are going to win a game. And they play my team, so I'm sure they'll beat me, and I'll eat my words later. But they are bad. I mean, have you seen the Frank Wright clip? Uh, I don't know if I was – I mean, I haven't seen that clip that we're talking about. So his newest one was they asked him why he called a random timeout in the middle of the game, and he's like, "I we had a play set up for Thielen. Like, I, I schemed it up for Thielen all week, and we're like, all right, it's time to run it. And he called the play, and they're going out there. And then he said, I realized Thielen wasn't on the field. So they had to call timeout, which, what is this, third grade? You have just one play for your 34-year-old receiver to no one else could fill in? The play was that good? Like, and, like, Bryce Young wouldn't know that somebody else is going to get the football? Like, we don't – we have that yeah, amount of confidence. Fans on Twitter, aren't they? I mean, they're just – I'm I'm sad for them. I'm sad for them. They start the game with a 99-yard pick six because Kirk is inevitable. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh. Carolina's might win. Yeah. And they, they competed for a long time. And then I and think they, 
it was a defensive touchdown by Minnesota had a defensive touchdown. I think that just kind of put it away, but they, I, they just, I don't, they can't get to, I mean, they did with Dalton. I, they can't score. They can't, they have no weapons. And now they're trying to trade for a receiver one because they're like, shit. It's not like we're trying to do bad right now because we don't have a freaking pick next year. So mm-hmm. we might as well try to, I don't know, keep going and keep trying to just get assets because we don't have a pick. Like they yeah. are in a, what a bad year. No, that's that is a very bad situation to be in when you have no flashes of, oh, this is all right. This is what we're building for. You have zero flashes from your quarterback and your head coach who are paired together. Um, it, everything is bad. Yeah, it, you said it all. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't see that clip. Yeah, this is all no, the Colts people are retweeting it, so it appears on my timeline. But. Yeah, there's no excuse for for that. I it kind of makes me speechless. Um. You know, their defense played great. Uh, yeah, it's the same story. Like, I mean, the thing is, is they let up, truthfully, what, 14 points to this yep. Minnesota Vikings offense? Two I mean, Justin that's impressive. Jefferson touchdowns. Yeah, like two Justin Jefferson sorry. touchdowns. Yeah, and then the, the game, really what sealed the game away was the uh, they were driving, and then there was a fumble touchdown, and then they punted. They had a three and out, and then Minnesota yep. went down the field and scored, and that was the game. So, I mean, their defense did their job, but yeah, it – the offense is on, bleak. You're on chin watch. We we approve. Yeah. Oh yeah. Another great week. We're you building great. Right it looked like. Yeah. yeah. Sack. Pass breakup. Let me see what the other things were. Um, if we had any other crazy good stats here, Panthers scroll down. Chin. Six tackles, all solo. One sack, one tackle for loss, and a pass breakup. So. Yeah. And that's that's why you put him on the field. That's why you put him on the field because we're. I mean, he that's second. The he was second leading in, in, for the team for tackles this week. I mean, six is a lot for a football game. So that is a lot. One there coming off. Yeah, you know, second level, deep second level. So shout out to one. Keep doing your thing, Minnesota. I don't know that win probably isn't going to do anything for you in the end. It's not like they played good. So no, I, it was one of those like they were going to win it. They found a way to win it. Let's get blown up by the Chiefs. Let's lose to the Bears. Let's lose to the Niners. Let's lose to the Packers. Let's get let's get C Dub in there. Yeah, keep that up. Yeah. Uh, next one, Baltimore, Cleveland. I have nothing. I do. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Can let's relax with this whole Cleveland's defenses, uh, historic. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause anybody who says, Oh, well it's 28, three, blah, blah, blah. No, it was, it was a quick 21 points and there wasn't yeah. really, I don't, I don't, there wasn't like bad. I mean, great field position. Maybe one of the plays, I mean, one of the touchdowns that had great field position, but I mean, this was it was prime Lamar Jackson. I mean, yeah, they had eight plays, ninety three yards, and then they yep. had ten plays, seventy four yards to score on this historic defense in the first half. And that, and then Baltimore stopped doing Baltimore things. So I wanted to kind of take a break. I mean, this is they have a lot of talent, but they played the Titans, the Steelers, and the Bengals, and that's what we were talking about with there. So coming in this game, I was a little bit weary. You're like, all right, whatever. Yep. Let's take a step back. Now they have the Forty ers next week. So maybe this defense wasn't as great as we expected. That's my thing. That's my big takeaway. And then uh, number two is Lamar. I mean, Lamar looked great. That was what, what, 2020, 2021 Lamar, whatever MVP year. And that was, that was that Lamar finally. So that yep. was good to see. Let's see if they keep, can keep building there. No, it's a really good point. Cause I think, yeah, the talks were getting a little out of hand. You kind of buy into it a little bit because some of the numbers were staggering. They were. Um, but you yeah, just look they, back on it and you're like, Okay, well, the we'll get into the Bengals, and 
they shut down Tractor Cito, which is impressive, yep. but it's not like it's the biggest thing in the world. And then we'll get to the Steelers. So yeah, that's yeah. No, it's yeah. Lamar's he's playing some of his best ball right now. He's awesome. Yeah, and they didn't have Bateman. They didn't have Odell again. That's the same story as we know. Missing Marcus 20 Shark is back. He's healthy. He missed Shark the game awesome. at the beginning of the year. And yep. Zay Flowers, I mean, he's not necessarily doing the most production right now, but th- two times a game, it's a big first down that they get from him. So yeah. It's and when when Odell and Bateman come back, it's less uh defensive focus on Zay Flowers. So yep. I love Zay. He's fun. Next one, uh Rams at Indy. Um, let's start on the credit side first. Very impressive by the Rams. McVeigh is dialed in like Aaron Donald is playing playing very, very, very well. Stafford was a badass yesterday. And freaking Puka Shells, I'm going to have to buy Puka Shells because he owns me. He just killed us. Um, so on that front, very impressive by the Rams to do what they did. You and I both said we're playing the Rams at the right time. I don't know what the hell happened, but on Friday, all of a sudden, Grover Stewart is questionable. He played mm-hmm. about half the game. DeForest Buckner only played on third down. So we're missing our two best run interior guys and best defensive linemen. Bernard Raymond, I don't know if he hit his head on a wall or what happened, but on Thursday he got concussion symptoms, left tackles out, and Ryan Kelly after two weeks didn't clear it. So our center was out. So now we're playing without two linemen against Donald, our two best defensive linemen, and we were a bottom five team in the league for a reason last year. Like we're not that deep. So going into the game, it was from like a Texans confidence level to like, shit, I, I think we might lose. Um, and then, you know, embarrassing start that was on Steichen. The team was left in Baltimore. Uh, but the highlight was, was to now always believe we can win a game because of mm-hmm. what Anthony did in the second half. Like we should have thrown more Steichen clearly was still kind of protecting him against this D line. Cause he, I mean, they're putting Donald against our freaking backup left tackle. They, you're, there should be rules for that guy. There should be rules. Yeah. I said it. The only time I, I mean, scored I- in the first. Oh, the only time he scored, yeah. And at, at some point, we had to think, like, is this illegal in terms of, like, no, actually, like, can we put a felony charge in terms of what he's what he can do to an opposing player if it's a backup <laughs> It's just lineman. insane. Like, yeah. I quit and held him once. Like, you just can't do anything. Um, but there are some, you know, Anthony missed some throws in the first half and couldn't get his rhythm after being out a game. But there are some throws he made in the second half that only Mahomes – and like Allen can make like one he's Donald has him for a sack and Anthony rips it 40 yards with one arm pretty much to Pierce, you know, to get down the field. And he just kept us in it. Two, two point conversions, a fourth down conversion, three touchdowns in the second half. It was just a blast. Um, it sucks. We couldn't win. We got the ball with a chance again. And a defensive guy made a hell of a play uh, to knock it away from Grants and we go to overtime. And you don't get it back. So it's a really weird feeling losing like that at home. Uh, Seven straight yeah. home losses, by the way. Really? Yeah. Oh, and two this year, five, five dating back to last year. So um Ooh, like to like to change that. But not discouraged. If if you told me we'd be two and two and we beat Baltimore and we lost the NFC game, perfect. That's so, exactly I was gonna say the same thing. That's the game you okay. lose. And also I it's one of those things where until it's weak. 13 and we're like oh no we have a shot like let's make yeah. the playoffs it's one of those when you win games you lose games and at least if you're losing games you're losing games in this manner where it's not a complete beat down it's competitive it shows flashes and it gives you you know some confidence moving forward of like no we're always in football games like 23 yep. nothing is is a lot to come back from i mean That's the giants 
the Giants were only down 20 to nothing and you and we won, I know, but you guys were down 20 to th- 20 to 3 to nothing and got it back to overtime. So I was very impressed. Uh you know, the only thing I want to mention about Puka Shells, uh Puka Nakua is currently outpacing the two best receiving yard seasons in NFL history through four games. So basically, the two best receiving yard uh seasons of all time through four games, he is higher than both of them. Uh, those two, by the way, are 2021 Cooper Cup and 2012 Calvin Johnson. Did you know that? So, so the common denominator. Who, there's one of them. Yeah, Matthew no, they, Yeah. So I, it's one of those things where, like, Matthew Stafford when he was on Detroit, we were always like, "Hey, it's Detroit. He's get he got into the playoffs. Whatever. Like he has these crazy seasons. They just can't win games. Do, is he a Hall of Famer? He goes to L.A. wins the Super Bowl. Then he has yep. two seasons of injury riddled. I don't didn't play. And then now he comes back healthy and he does this. I I think we can say w- without a shadow of a doubt that Matthew Stafford is a Hall of Famer. If it like I what agree. he does, I dude. It's kind of. I was just yeah, saying, if, if he has the top three receiving yard seasons of all time, I don't know what to tell you. That, that right there is one of the craziest stats I'd ever seen is the three most. And even if you're like, oh, well, it's become a passing league, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it goes, it's it's three different receivers and uh, one of them goes all the way back to 2012. So it yep. impressed to say the least. I probably shouldn't say it. I had a blast when he's ripping the ball. It's like shit. So far, it was yeah. nothing we could do. <laughs> it's the way that I was ball like, I'm just gonna enjoy it. it. Yeah, like you know, I don't even think he targeted Tutu. It was literally Higby and then Puka every single time. And we'll get to the preview next week. I we did beat the shit out of Stafford. He's so tough. Like he couldn't walk in the fourth quarter or overtime. If he's healthy next week and plays, we'll get to the preview against Philly and Cooper's back. Philly's secondary. I, ha, good luck. Yeah, like and also. Is, it's another thing. Like we talk about toughness and quarterbacks and there's some guys you're like, Oh, do you think toughness is the this? toughest dude? People forget he, the shoulder gate game where his shoulder was not in the socket and he did a game winning drive. Yep. While he was also, it wasn't like he came back and he like stayed in a clean pocket. No, he was still getting, he was still getting crushed without it's a shoulder so in the in the socket. So no, he, he was great. So Tennessee matters next week. Um, it looks like I think we'll be healthy and ready to roll with hopefully. Maybe um, hey, maybe that's what Stacking said. That's why all of a sudden all the interior rush guys got injured because guess who you have next week who looked great yeah. this week. So and I think our coaches knew that and were like, we're not playing these guys a lot because of this. So I, and I would and maybe be a shiny about new that. toy will appear. Yeah. We will see. We will see. Next one, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. I don't know. I think this is a classic example of the defense is eventually not going to play great and your offense has to help you at some point. And that's what happened to New Orleans. Like, it's not like Tampa Bay lit them up, but uh, did they, no, did they get it, to 20? Was the streak broken? Tampa? Yeah. Or, 26. Tampa so 26. the streak is over. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it was 14 to six going into the, the fourth quarter and they scored 12 points in the, the yeah. last quarter. So it was kind of over at that point. And I think there was, uh, there was a red zone fumble, so th- the offense didn't help. Or red zone fumble, as in like, yeah, yeah. They had a they had the pick on the one yard line, and then, uh, like the fullback fumbled it on their own five. So then it was immediate yeah. touchdown for Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah. My only takeaway from this game is like uh, bench DC four. I thirty seven. Uh, 
attempts and only 127 uh, comp- or yards. So I, I get they're not going to like do it because they just signed him to a big deal. But like, why would you play him this week when you know he's hurt and already bad? Like, why would yeah try to get a little bit of mojo, little rhythm with Jamison there, have a fun game if you lose, whatever. But like, that was another thing, by the way. I picked the Saints under the impression that Jamis was playing. So that's fair, but I can't give you that one. No, you can't. I didn't make it as an acronym because I thought it, there was no way he was playing. But uh, yeah, yeah I, I there's he looks so bad. And also, Alvin Kamara comes back and only has 11 carries. Like, I, I didn't even know it wasn't like they were even thing. trying to come from behind necessarily. It wasn't like it was a blowout until the fourth God. quarter. So they play New England next week. Holy shit. Yeah. That's First team to two. That's Big Ten football game of the week. That that's <laughs> that's that might be disgrace, disgraceful to Iowa. I don't even know. Like that's gonna be awful. Well, Iowa's offense is so bad. I don't know if it is, but that's true. You want to <laughs> talk about another really bad offense? The Bengals. Oh my god, dude! It's panic time. A hundred percent. A hundred percent panic time. There's always. I don't really buy the year from hell seasons, but oh boy, we are on track for one. Like Luthman was tweeting about it. Like he's yeah. like, it's over. He's like, it's not, he's like, this is just not, it's not happening this year. He's like, he's already, what do you do with T? He's going into like offseason like breakdowns because I, he, I, Burrow, you said it from the start. They should have put him on IR. I'm they glad you recognize that. They're worried about the division games. You were on this from the start. I got to give you, you credit. And now they're in this spot where they probably still should and they can't and they're just screwed. But Ch- Jamar Chase was like, I, he should be playing. No. There's no reason. Yeah, I, I think it's 100%. There was no reason to rush him back from the calf injury because you we the entire time it was like, all right, if you put him on IR, you're praying for two and two and you're hoping for one and three. I, I think that they're two and two without Burrow. Like, that's how hurt he is. That has nothing to do with Burrow's talent. I think that's just how right. hurt he is. Right. Um, and a court, any starting quarterback that has played for four games this year has should have more than two rushing yards. Yep. Like, that's, that is not good to his, in terms of his health. I think if you rest him, he comes back. I think you even give him till week seven at this point with what two games you have coming up. But it's one of those things. There's no reason to rush him back at, at that point. You've, you would have had a backup quarterback in the system. You're not forcing anything. You're like, all right, we're just going to keep rolling with these punches. And then yep. we're going to try to do a, a, a last, you know, a midseason push. That was what my thought process was. And clearly they went the other way. And now you have a hurt quarterback who you're thinking you might have to rest for the next two games while being one and three. Oh, they already said he's playing Sunday. They did. I mean, it's just. And it's they not like the Cardinals' break. defense is is being tough all year for some reason. No. Oh, I'll, I'm taking Arizona. I'll tell you right now. Why yeah. would you pick the Bengals? They can't, yeah. especially once T. Higgins got hurt and t- Tennessee did it all game. But they, every highlight was Tennessee sending like eight guys at Burrow because he can't do anything and he's yeah. a statue and Jamar can't get open every time that fast. So it was it was the easiest defensive game ever for a team like that. I, at That's, some point, OSHA has to get involved here and, and file some workplace. <laughs> whatever claims work safe work workplace safety violations it's ridiculous so tennessee i mean whatever you had the henry touchdown you had the good defense it's what they do so i'm actually glad because everyone's going to be high on them when we play them this week so we're getting them on a good a bad variable week because that was good variable week all the way and we just yeah yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like funny because like oh 27 to 3 but when you when you actually look at it it's not as impressive that look winning in the NFL. It is hard. Uh, Derrick yep. Henry looked great. 
And Ryan Tannehill is just tough. Did a Ryan Tannehill game again. So like all credit to them, but it isn't as impressive as you it, as it looks on paper. No one, yeah, no one looked at that game and goes, "Okay, Titans win in the division. Here come the Titans. They figured it out." So yeah, no. yeah, pan, um, pan. It sucks for the Bengals. I mean that it does. I I, yeah. I don't know how many times I have to say the word Windows, but you only have a certain amount of them. And with Burrow, I guess it's extended, but it's like one less year, right? Jamar now needs to get paid. T Higgins, you're done. Like he's gone. He's going to be gone now. Um, we knew that coming into this year. Yep. So now it's like, you have to kind of reload the depth at your receiver position. Uh, it's tough. It's just tough. Winning's it's a hard. Tough thing. Yeah. Um, Sustaining winning is hard, which why sustaining. Belichick is even more impressive. Yep. Uh, a team that we didn't really give much credit to for winning the AFC South. And I'm still not, but Houston Texans. They're a real football team. That was impressive. That was impressive. That was impressive. What they did. That was that was impressive. Like, I get, I get that, that the uh, we don't have to do the, the Pittsburgh conversation that we do. It's literally the same thing we have every week. Well, no, but this is the this is the difference is that every week we talk about Pittsburgh's offense, which we can get into. Yeah, is C.J. Stroud rookie winless team from the from the kickoff destroyed what we thought was one of the best defenses in the NFL. It completely yep. annihilated them. That was what, that's what my takeaway was. It wasn't, I mean, the offense is the offense. We understand that they did a Pittsburgh's offensive thing, but the defense got absolutely obliterated by like the youngest offense in football and CJ Stroud. I mean, that was impressive what he did. So, yeah. If you're Tennessee, it's like Lawrence, AR, CJ, for the next decade, and you have ideally. Will Levis or Malik Collins in a QB rotation. I mean, holy! Like I, we mocked the Houston. Nico Collins is so good to tank and Dalton Schultz do their thing. Pierce runs hard. Robert Woods comes out of his grave to make a catch every now and then. And CJ is so damn composed. He's so good. Yeah. Well, it's. Like, I think Nico Collins. I what? Is, what year is he? Is he a second? I don't even know. I think it might be year three. Is it because? Uh, I wish that they showed it, but anyways, I right now I'm I'm it's most improved player of the year, not even close because this yeah. is a guy who rookie quarterback and you're a wide receiver one and we were I mean the AFC preview pod we are just yep. mocking him and to do what he's doing now is very impressive and Tank Dell fifth round pick I think very impressed by him Dalton Schultz I was I wasn't the biggest fan of that signing I think he's a great tight end but it's like why would you make that signing right now if you're yeah. the Texans. Yeah, looks Service great right him. now. Yeah, and Damian Pierce is like the hardest running player in football. So, and I don't know if they have legitimately a single offensive lineman that was supposed to be a starter coming into the season playing. Like, yeah. Tunsil hasn't played in weeks. Their backup left tackle didn't play. Their other really good guards been out. Like he's doing this with guys off the street, and it's just really Demico. He didn't get he, he didn't get sacked coach. yesterday. Didn't get touched. Yeah, it's crazy. And then, yeah, the Pittsburgh side. I mean. Uh, just, just terrible. So Kenny, Kenny's bad. Offense is bad. Canada's bad. They suck. Yeah. I don't, do we know what the Kenny injury is necessarily right now? Looks like he may play this week, but not long term. Okay, so that's if, if he's that's out. good. That's good. So um, tell, tell you what could revitalize your team. You put ten in there. Honestly, and also I think can, that, I don't know if it could be worse. I think that this is a this is a fire Matt Canada right now. I just don't. 
I don't understand what we're holding on. I don't get what Tomlin's doing. Like as much credit as and as awesome as Tomlin is, you're. What do you? What, what are we trying, trying to prove, prove here? You, yeah, I love how we said that at the exact same time. Yep. Yep. I don't get it. It's really weird by Tomlin. It's it's. I'd be sick. I mean, Coker, got, like, he tweets every day. Like, please fire him. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it's so obvious. The QB yeah, I, guy. He did the Kenny Pickett breakdown last week, and he's like, "I'll, I'll do this one time because I can't. I I can't do this offense." Yeah, it's, he's like, I don't, it's, I don't do breakdowns on these guys because I can't. It's like he's like, it is as bad as any guy that doesn't know what they're talking about is talking about. And I get the frustration because, like, I remember Jason Garrett. And I'm not trying to say that, like, Kenny Pickett is going to be yeah, some yeah. all-star. But, like, I remember Jason Garrett. Just You have this young coordinator. You bring, the guy was awful. You bring him back in, and you're like, for the love of God, can we? I, I don't know if I, I can't make an opinion on Kenny Pickett because of how bad this offensive scheme is. It's like you're not the, – the way that modern NFL football is run, it's like, yeah, if you went back to 1964 and you were running this offense, we might be fighting Vince Lombardi for some Super Bowls right now, but it's right. it's 2023 for the love of God. Like, bad. update your offensive scheme. It, there's no, zero excuse for it. Terrible. I want to know what his pre-snap promotion rate is because I, I bet it's low. That's got it. They never do it. Last one of the one o'clocks, I believe, is Washington at Philadelphia. Uh, Washington just plays well in Philly. I don't really know. Last year they won in Philly. This year they should have won. But no longer Riverboat Ron because that was mm-hmm. the softest shit I've ever seen. 100%. What are you doing? Why would you I, not go for the win? No excuse to not to. No one, The thing is, is that like – you go for it there and you don't get it. No one's coming into that press conference criticizing you. And no. if they do criticize you, they don't know what they're talking about and everyone will make fun of them. Like, I I, don't, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. But I, I don't, yeah, I don't really know with Philly. They're 4-0 because they're, they're, they just have dudes everywhere. But it's a well, weird 4-0. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, look. <laughs> oh, boy. No one's going to sit here and necessarily take my downgrading of the Philadelphia Eagles that seriously because obviously there's some personal opinions involved. But yeah. I'm going to rattle off the teams and you tell me playoff or not playoff. Patriots. Uh, no. Vikings. No. Buccaneers. By default, potentially. Commanders. No. Uh, Only... One of those games, I guess, was a quote-unquote – yeah, only one of them was like a blowout, truthfully, and that was the Baker Mayfield-led Buccaneers on a third yep. game. So I, I, will, I, I was very impressed by Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts deserves a ton of credit. I, I kind of was – have been very harsh on Jalen Hurts in my, in, during his tenure there, and he – I mean, I think he's a good quarterback now. I think – I think he's a million times better than Dak Prescott. I was very impressed by Jalen Hurts. I mean, 31 points is good. He was the, the, I feel like they always do this. They're like the best team in terms of like passing to do this, where it's like throwing it to your receiver down the sidelines in between like cover four, where it's like over the corner and yep. right before the safety gets there. It, yep. It's every, every week he's doing it multiple times. And it's not like there's very many interceptions that happen from it. So, He's just really good with that deep ball. I was very impressed with their offense. I mean, 31 points is a lot in the NFL. 
I think Hertz deserves a ton of credit. I mean, 25 for 37, 319 yards, two tutties. That's yeah, that's great. AJ Brown, him. I always love when corners kind of like talk crap and then they just or vice versa. I, I truly like when the corners win more, but like the corners talk crap against the receiver, and then it's the receiver's highlights after that where he just lit them up. Very impressed with that. Uh, but I mean, defensively, this defense is kind of a problem. I I'm, I don't know what to think about them. They had one really impressive game, I would say. Like, yeah. one really impressive game. And the rest have been kind of susceptible. And I don't know. Sam Howell scoring 31 on you isn't what I would consider ideal. No. Everything everything behind that defensive line is very, very, very Yeah, shaky. if they can't get after you as, at the, as the quarterback. Because it wasn't like yeah. Washington ran the ball over them. I mean, it was Sam Howell. Like how, how did they – I uh, – I was driving down, I would say, probably the wickedest road I've ever driven down in my life. Uh, There was like my ETA dropped like an hour within 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, what's going on? The interstate was shut down, updated the map. I was like, all right, we're going off. We're going off side roads. And I was in the middle of the Appalachian Mountains driving down a road that was, dude, like, I mean, you're, you're 10 and 2. And you're going like really curved bank out nope, of it, really curved this. bank the other way. I'm, I'm, I got Bears, Broncos going tight. I got Washington Commanders. I'm like, I, I mean, Philly in one of my survivor pools. I got Philly. So I'm like, I mean, if Philly loses this game, I'm, I don't care how, because this is a kick in the dick for me. Yep. And all of a sudden, my, uh, I lose service. I'm like trying to get service back so I can see the end of these football games. I got your boys in OT um, mm-hmm. and I'm still like, I mean, I'm just locked in. You're going straight downhill the entire time. So I'm not even touching the gas. It's pure just using the brake to your advantage. And they score. I get a little bit of serve. I get one bar 5G. I see the AJ or the AJ Brown tutty. I'm like, okay, there's like what a minute and a half left. We're good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's in overtime. What happened? What happened? Yeah. I will wow. say there was a really stupid penalty. AJ okay. Brown scored the game winning touchdown or scored the touchdown and then he he just put the ball right by the dude and they threw a flag on it, which was stupid. That so was just probably the, pent up stuff from the entire game. Washington had got the ball in like their own 40 to start, but still, still. they should never drive down. A minute yeah. and a half. Okay. Sam Howell has to go 60 yards in a minute and a half and score a touchdown. Yep. I would happen. take I would take the Eagles 10 out of 10 times, and I was proven yep. wrong. I'm extremely anxious to see how they do against the Rams, who aren't a great team by any means, but just a, a good offense again. So yeah. we'll see. But Stafford may die that game. He may. Yeah. If if he's alive, he <laughs> but, will rip him apart. He just may not. He may not. If, yeah, I think he's broken against us. That is actually the game where it's like, okay, our front seven is going to be able to get to Stafford. Yeah. So. That's going to be a problem. Uh, let's go into the terrible four o'clock slate. Um, yeah. The, the NFL needs to figure this out. I, before we get into this at halftime, I, I went and listened to Ryder cup recap recap pods because I did, could care less about these games. Yep. But then I watched the end of chargers Raiders. They're all blowouts. Yeah. That's pretty much the only one we need to talk about Raiders at chargers. Here's my only takeaway on my end, because I know you may want to get into yours with him if you want, because it's just a weekly thing. And I don't care that I'm saying this because Mitch doesn't want him. I hate Josh McDaniel so much. Like, mm-hmm. You lose that game, you get interviewed after, you're asked about Aiden O'Connell, and the first thing you start going into is how to play in this league, you have to take care of the football. 
you're such a dick. Yeah. This that's, is what? That's throwing what your guy under the bus. What, what is he? Like f- fifth round? What? I don't even know when he got drafted, but not early. No. He's he had a good preseason, whatever. Like, And then you, you just throw him in. I, I am assuming he got more reps than we were told this week, but still. It's a rookie kid playing at the Chargers against a good pass rush, which we could talk about too. And a tough, that's just tough. It's a tough game. And he kept you in it, even with the mistakes. He gave you a chance to win. It was a bad rub on the pick play. Samuel does a nice job and jumps it and like whatever. But like for McDaniel's first thing to go to that is why he has never changed. Mm-hmm. Clearly, he never and learned. He just can never be a head coach. It's just, he's awful. That was 100%. You want to know what no one in the NFL world thought? To themselves, if you can't get Aiden Connell, you you can't get anybody. Like, why do we? What do you think you're proving right now by by saying Aiden Connell couldn't hold on to the football? Because yeah. yeah, I mean, the guy was. My thing is, is that I feel like the way after that game, like yeah, okay, it was the guy's first NFL start. How many have been flawless, dude? And like you said, got his butt kicked, was tough as hell, and had an opportunity to you know to take like what was a blowout came yep. back, had the opportunity to tie the football game up. Like you said, it was, it was also, I think this uh, disguised coverage. I think it was zone actually. And he just expect, it looked like man, he was expecting man. That's and tough. that's what Asante Sam was there. Guess what? He's a yeah, rookie quarterback. Like it is what it is. Those mistakes are going to happen to throw your guy under the bus. I mean, that's inexcusable. I, I don't, that that's dumb. Joke. And, and I'm I was going to, that's brings me down to like something else later on the line. So remember this conversation because there's guys in the league who actually have growth and learn it. And they've been in the league for three years, not for their entire lives. So, yeah, it's embarrassing. And then also, I mean, two of the fumbles were Cleo Max strips, which Cleo reaches so far. It's not like Aiden was careless with the ball. It was just incredible. Like people forget that Khalil Mack made the strip sack, like come back. Like he, Lawrence Taylor invented the strip sack. Khalil Mack did the cover for it. Like, it was like, oh, this is actually a phenomenal song. And he's still that dude. And six sacks, I mean, that's 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 the worst. I think that's the worst part about that game for the Raiders fans was the six sacks. Yep. Um, On the Staley side? This dude, I can't. I can't. (laughs) Again. Again, you're up by seven points in your own, what, 34, 30 yard line this time, whatever it was. Yep. You have, you have a team that had six sacks. One guy had six sacks. You kind of stuffed this offense except for the, you know, the last drive. It's fourth and one and you go for it again and you don't get it again. And I, I am so mad that that's how they have to win their last two football games because no one talks about it then. It's just kind of like mentioned, like, yeah, he did it again. Yeah. And this guy is so, so, so stupid. And then, like, on the sidelines, I was I was listening, slash my eyes were listening to the screen, and he was so fired up at one point when there was they were driving down the field because they got to, like, the five-yard line, and he's, like, screaming yep. at his guys. I'm like, you did that to yourself, dude. I wanted it so badly. And in one of my other pools, I had the Chargers as my survivor pick. And, again, I was kind of like, Lose this game at this point. Lose this game because it is so frustrating. I, I don't need to do the whole silly thing, but yeah. I it's week four. I the calendar just turned to October, and I'm still talking about how stupid this guy is at the end of the game. 
It's crazy. And then he not only he doesn't do the fullback dive, he goes QB sneak. It's like, okay, you know, QB sneak, you got a big quarterback. Herbert had a splint on his hand because he jacked up his left finger like he got caught in a face mask. The guy could barely grab the ball and he put him under center for a QB sneak. And then Samuel gets the pick and Staley is clearly going like, get down. Why would you go down yet? Now you're on your own 10 with over two minutes to go. They yeah. have a timeout. So then you get a long third down on your own 10 and the dumbass throws it. Dude, and uh, somehow it works for him. God. It works because Herbert is awesome. Yeah. He's so lucky. He has yeah. That, so lucky. Oh my God. You put him in Miami right now, and it's truthfully <laughs> they don't lose a football game. It's just it's gross. It's gross it's so I I completely forgot about that part because I know we texted about it, but I completely yeah. forgot about that part. Yeah, like dude, it was like one of those where like he's not actually going to do it. Like this he didn't say it yet, and then we yeah. both were like moron. Yeah, it, just, it was. I I remember when they got in shotgun, I was like, no chance, no chance, and they see the ball stop because it's you're not if you don't get the first down right. You, you they, took they off forty. You had you took off forty seconds, and uh, they don't have any timeouts left, and it's yeah, under and two. Like well over a minute still. Like, yeah, it's like it's a minute left. You punt the ball, and have to go seventy yards and score a touchdown, and with a minute left, like it's not going to happen. Instead, you you throw the ball, and truthfully, I mean, it was a hell of a throw. It was right where it needed to be. Yeah, and oh my God, I uh, so he is so so so. So stupid. Just classic. Yeah, the Asante Samuel thing of like telling him to get down. I was confused why he got down as well because it's like it's not like this is ten seconds left on the clock. It's not the Patrick Mahomes going down. I mean, this is like if you take at least run more and go out of bounds, like on your own ten. Yeah, like Like, get it into their territory. So then, if you really want to pin them, you can pin them. I mean, yeah, you could see it right away. Like Staley goes like this, then kind of realizes it and stops, but it's too late. Yeah, that no, but that tells you everything you know. His instincts is. Piss poor game Wrong. management. That's his instincts. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. And, he, and they somehow win. What? I just hope they lose because I like Herbert just to get him out of there so Herbert can have someone real. Yeah. Real. Coach. Bring. I want an offensive coach in there, man. Get Link Riley in there. Um. Next one: New England at Dallas. I mean, uh, I have something. I know who I. I thought about this. Mac Jones. It was fun while it lasted. Uh, the throwback to the other. He did it twice, two plays in a row. He threw it back to the wrong, the other side of the field. And then one second back for a pick six. Like, I couldn't even tell you that, not to do that, man. Um, I know who the quarterback next year for New England is going to be. It okay. immediately came to my head. Bo Nix. Okay. Wow. Bo Nix. Yep, he's going to be the quarterback for New England next year. You just feel it? I, kn- I know it already. It was, a, it. it was gut. It was a gut reaction. It's it is exactly what's going to happen. They're going to be, I think there's going to probably. I I think that, I mean he's, he might be the if no more than the third top pick, but he might drop a little before that. I think that with how bad New England New England's been this year, they might have a top ten pick, maybe you know top twelve. I think oh, I, I think so. that they take Bo Nix. I think that is the quarterback in New England in the future. Interesting. Yeah. So, no, Chris, Chris, Christian Gonzalez got hurt. Matthew Judon got hurt. They're I, they're awful. They yeah, they're back. done after that. Max sucks. It's it's like yeah. There's nothing Bill can do. So it's a shitty way to go out if if he leaves soon because his quarterback is so bad. Yeah. Um, well, he can't have. But Tom also, Brady Pats, don't life. feel bad for you. No. Don't feel bad for you at all. No. You had you have six Super Bowls. Yeah, you're good. So no, now, and then yeah. Oh yeah. So I was go gonna say. I was gonna say. I was like, wait, seven? No, Tom Brady has seven because Tom Brady by himself has more Super Bowls than any team in the NFL. So. Go. 
Arizona at San Fran. It was 21 to 16 at one point. I mean, fire was in the gut. I like this Arizona team. I think Dobbs could, I don't know why it's like kind of like the Geno thing. I'm not saying Dobbs is good, but probably should have gotten a chance a little sooner as well. Um, I don't hey, know. Cleveland. Remember when you traded him? <laughs> I forgot. Oh, they're incompetent. They they signed there's no difference guy who shouldn't be in the right NFL now. to that contract, and then they trade away Dobbs. Who is better this year than than your money man? Yeah, a hundred percent. How stupid do you feel right now, Cleveland? <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, no, they're gonna beat teams. This is just like we said. This is the one team that's going to play harder than you somehow still. And yeah, it was like the team. I, I agree. Like I thought Dobbs played great. I I mean, for yeah. what it was, like, again, he didn't have an offseason with this team. And yeah. this was another team where you're looking at the receiving core. I know we mocked them at the beginning of the year, like laughing at their weapons. And he is making them, like, great. And I think, James, like, that was the – Second most points, I guess, that they've let up. Okay, so the Rams, they let up 23 on. But that one was a blowout. No, that wasn't a blowout. That that was the same kind of situation where it was just – it was 30 – it was close. But uh, there was a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. It was competitive. So, yeah, that one was competitive. But I, I think 16 points against that San Fran defense is impressive. I was very impressed with jo- Joshua Dobbs. Um, and I I think this is like our – our Bozo take of the year right now is, I mean, Gannon, I'm still not the fan because I mean, he just, I might be a Gannon guy. I, I don't, I don't know if I can be just cause how weird he is, but my God, his guys get up. And then when we were listening where it's like, who took the bus here, right? Who took the yeah. bus here? Like, and they show Buddha Baker's face and he's just clear. We were wrong. We read the room wrong. Wrong. That's wrong. us. Yeah. And uh, I know we, except for until this week, like we are like, oh, Steichen left Philly. Philly's offense took a step back. You could argue Philly's defense took a step back too. 100%. So, so it goes both ways right now. It does both. Does, it does both. And lastly, Kansas City at the Jets. If you switched up, stay on that side. <laughs> How did he drop the snap though? Damn it, man. I know. It sucks. But it sucked. Zach Wilson I couldn't played be, so well. I couldn't be more proud. I think that I don't want to, I want to talk about Zach Wilson first because you're coming into this game. It's prime time against the reigning Super Bowl champs. When you were getting the sidelines last year or in the last week were awful. There's been no confidence in your team from, I mean, in your teams and your fans of you, you're playing at home where, I mean, one bad decision in the first quarter and you're getting booed every single time you touch the field. It was like the viewership wise, which I just want to make a comment on at the end of this was like such a big game. And you went out there and you outperformed Patrick Mahomes. That was the first time in NFL. I mean, in the NFL or college career for Patrick Mahomes that the opposing quarterback had like more yards, more touchdowns and a better completion percentage than him. And I I could not be in like, look, I'm not a Zach Wilson guy. I'm not like sitting here and saying Zach Wilson is a future and like the now wake up. I'm just saying I'm proud of him because I don't think anybody in maybe quarterback history could have a faced a, this type of adversity. And you could say be this much adversity than him. He was. And when I talk about growth over three years, I mean, Daniel hasn't seen like when he was struggling at first, like was not mature. It was like he was the reason why they lost some games, and they're like, "Did you let the defense down today?" And like most quarterbacks, like, yeah. And we, I know, we went at him on this podcast, yep. and he when he was like, "No," we we're like, "Dude, grow up." 
he's on the sidelines. Like this is him having a moment with his teammate. And he's the one, he's the one who's the most distraught out of anybody. And he's like, I, this is my fault. I let the team down. I lost this game. I, I got chills when I saw that because that just shows me so much growth from this guy. No one's had it tougher than him. He has every excuse in the book to give up. He has every excuse in the book to like not, not do anything. And he's still giving it all for this team when everyone wrote him off. And I now, I just want him to like, to win games just to say like F you to the entire league. Like, Oh, now you want to cheer for me. What happened two weeks ago when, when you, Oh, you want to console me now? What happened two weeks ago when you were coming at me on the sidelines? Like yeah. that, I, I was so proud of that moment. And I think Zach Wilson deserves a ton of credit. Now at the end of the year, we're not even before then, maybe we may never see him play an NFL football game again. And that's fine. But that performance took guts and that I think if he's going to go out and he has that game in his back pocket, he can at least say, yeah, I know he had the fumble, but he can say like, he tried, like he gave it all and it didn't work out in his favor, but he did everything he could. That was well said. I, I mean, you got uh, Joe Namath loser. Um, Rodney Harrison's calling him garbage. Dude, and the post game oh to Chris my, Jones. I was like, dude, I, be fired dude that season. was awful. That was awful. I've, that was so Chris pissed Jones off. was like, I'm not doing that bait. Yeah. He's like, good no. for Chris Jones to be like, no, like, I was very he didn't happy even try about to that. joke with him. No, he was like, no, immediately shut it down. Rodney knows better. Have some respect for like players, dude. Yeah, he's was- like, and like Rodney kept coming, kept in. Uh, yeah, yeah, Idiot. no, it, it was too bad. I mean, uh, it's the fourth quarter was so weird. The Chiefs had the ball from like the 30 yard line to the 15 yard line for like seven minutes because yeah. of all the flags and everything, but. Um, Which yeah, were bad no, calls. you said pretty much everything on that end. Mahomes had probably two of the worst like throws in his career. He was awful. That was a night. Josh Allen performance. That was a performance. That was like it wasn't really Josh Allen's performance, but that was him trying to be the like do things over the top. No, no it doesn't 100%. matter. But he was he was bad. So yeah. Um, you have a comment on the viewership? You said. Well, I don't. I I hate I I hate that I have to make a comment, but we're the NFL. Like we're the NFL. You see that? Did you see? You see the shield? We don't need. We're bigger than any person. Mm-hmm. It's like we're the. It's the biggest league in the world. It's the NFL. And it's one thing for NBC on Sunday Night Football. I'm so thankful I couldn't watch the first quarter. Oh, I'm beyond thankful I couldn't watch that, or else I would have thrown something. I think. And it's one thing for them to do it, and it's Tariko to do whatever he did. Because when I turned it on, by that point, the whole whatever her name is, was behind me. But my yeah. God, the NFL to come in and change Instagram bios to make their banner pictures, all that stuff, grow up. Like, I, I've i actually, I have never in my life said before, like, I can't with this league anymore. Like, you know how, like, your grandparents and stuff, like, a couple years ago, and the uncles were like, I, I'm not watching the NFL anymore. I, yeah. I had that thought process. I was like, if this is what we're going to do, where we're now, like, celebrity courtside leagues and we're we're talking about who's dating who and we're we're making that our personality as a league i'm done i can't do that i mean <laughs> this the shield means something man the shield means something to me and i you know, i you- i can't have it and if i'm a chiefs fan i'm actually really pissed because last night's performance i think had a lot to do with that patrick mahomes the the only person who was doing anything was Rutgers man isaiah pacheco that's right I guess wants to play ball. Look, people make fun of Jim Mercer. He said a guy could die tomorrow and it won't matter. The league continues. He knows the shield. It's about the shield. (laughs) shield. He's a shield guy. Yeah. I, 
it, I, I might not. I think I can't watch a Chiefs game anymore this year. Well, I don't. I think ends. they're on prime time like the rest of the way. So. Well, I'm not watching any intros, and I might not watch the first two possessions. I don't think I, she's going to keep going because she lives in New York. It worked. They clearly plan that. So it just better not. Oh I'm, God, I'm, it was, it was disgusting. It's tough. Um, let's get to our awards. Uh, offensive player of the week uh, for you. Um, I had a couple. I always forget who goes first and who goes second. Uh, you know, I'm going to give it to. I'm going to give it to Diggs. Yeah. I thought, you know, it was kind of, he's kind of had like a weird, just, I don't even know what it is. A lot of people like kind of doubt him. I don't know, but he did a wide receiver one performance today. I think, I think wide receiver ones may deserve this award overall. I think AJ Brown should be thrown in there too, where again, guys did their jobs, big games, won them. So. Mine's AJ Brown, actually. Okay. So yeah, that he was a, just a total beast. When There's no one. He is uh, his power and size. When he catches the ball, every play, hitch, fade, curl, slant, whatever it is, it's you're terrified. Like yeah. there's not many guys that have that effect. Has to be so thankful he's not he's not in your division anymore, right? Yeah, sorry about that one. It's tough. <laughs> that was a tough draft night. So did you see that it was like when we traded back, or it was like right before us, it was Devontae Smith, Micah Parsons, and this what was the other one? I just made me think about that, but it's been a tough yeah, they're both that, was players. A, that was a tough draft night for the New York Giants. Uh, defensive player of the week. I mean, which one of us wants to, I have another guy. So if you want to just go with the obvious one, or do you have another guy? I didn't have another guy. <laughs> I was yeah, fine with yeah. giving him both. I mean, it's cool. Mac six sacks. And we talked yeah. about this after, like, I, I don't even know. Did, did the other one that happened to raise, I don't want to say his name just because it's, it's a sore subject now for Raiders fans even more, but did he get six or was it five? It might've been seven. Either way, it was a lot. And I don't know. I mean, six sacks in one football game is absurd. When the record Incredible. is like twenty-two, or I don't even remember what it is, but I mean, that's that. Yeah, six. You're almost half. You're a third of the way there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I literally just tried to look up another person because I was like, Khalil probably should be both far. So I'm going to go Aziz Al Shire, uh, Titans mm-hmm. linebacker. He's been good all year. You know, Bengals offense sucks, but they dominated them and nine solo tackles, two QB hits, two pass deflections. So there you go, Aziz. Uh, miscellaneous i'm gonna switch it up a little bit so this is a guy that doesn't get enough credit or talked about and he is a huge part of their success jake elliott philadelphia uh kicker he he's money and like he doesn't really oh, get no, credit well i like, i know you know because like, yeah, i know every single kicker in the team. nfc uh did you see I, the, I remember the, a time where they've lined up for the win and he's missed like he's yeah. just and like just you want to know why he doesn't get the recognition is because Justin Tucker does the whole like chains and makes the memes after yeah. where he does his job. And but did you see the uh Devontae Smith interview? No, dude, he was it was like I wish I I wish I had the exact quote exchange. Uh so give me 20 seconds yeah. to find it. I'll just talk about something else while we're at it because football is football, and I'll let you look that up. I wish I would have bet on Matt Gay missing a field goal in this game because that's just how football works. I mean, he wasn't even close. So just a good reminder that kickers are kickers. Yeah. Still love them, though. It's all good. One is a game. I uh, Okay, here it is. So Devontae, Devontae Smith got asked about Jake Elliott, and he said, chicken little, nothing he can't do. The reporter goes, chicken little. Devontae Smith goes, yeah, that's what I call him. The reporter's like, why? Devontae goes, you seen chicken little? That's what he looks like. And then they asked Jake Elliott how he feels about his new nickname, and he goes, I don't like it. 
are not a fan. Dude, Devontae Smith is one of the funniest dudes in the league. Dude, his interviews he, are very funny. His mic up he's, too. I it's one of those guys like I, I need to hate him, but I mean his, yeah, he's, his whole thing is like I don't really ask for much when I'm on the sidelines. And it was just an entire five minute highlight tape of him asking for stuff on the sidelines. He's funny. Uh so yeah, that's my miscellaneous. Um who do I want to get my miscellaneous to? I need to write these down more. Uh oh, CJ Stroud. Like I had something. Yeah. Yeah, just totally. beyond impressed, beyond impressed with his start. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know, like this Pittsburgh defense, that was, they looked great all year and maybe not against 49ers, but that was also a tough spot. So, yeah. Um, nope. but CJ Stroud, that's that maybe just give it to the Texans offense. I know CJ Stroud might be the guy to be like, Hey, no, it's not, I don't win this award. My, my offensive line and my receivers win this award. So I'll give it to them. Yep. And the Bozo Dub Dub Award, sponsored by Nathaniel Hackett. Oh, by the way, did you see our sponsored guy? Did you see what the rumor was? The Hackett? Yeah. Like the one play where he... He thought it was first down? Yeah, he thought, yeah, that was a tough moment for him. I mean, the... That's our guy. That's our Bozo. (laughs) That's our our Bozo. (laughs) Maybe, you know what? That's probably where you call timeout. Not the Frank Craig play. Yeah. The reaction when he looks up and realizes that it's third down. (laughs) Oh, cameras so are everywhere, man. You can't get away with anything anymore. No. Uh, who is your bozo of the week? Eberflus. Yeah. Yeah, the Bears are certainly made their way on here for that list. And again, Bears fans. Yep. You want to win one, and it sucks that you lost the way you did, but one and two. They're gonna win a game. They're gonna win a game. Uh, mine's Mac Jones because I hate him, and it's just at two, like you said, awful, ridiculous throws. Yeah. And he's just, he's awful. So um, that is the week four recap. We'll give you the week five preview coming up next week. Uh, some good games, actually. Finally, a good Sunday night football game um, with Dallas and San Fran. A good like idea, at least of a game. Um, I'll go first. Uh, pretty worried tonight. You are? For my Why? friend, you. Why? I'm just worried about the Giants. I, the line, the line confused me. Seattle's minus two. I don't really understand that. That just um, makes no sense. I agree with that. That was the one thing that I saw that I was confused on. Did you that's see? That's kind of all I had. That's kind of all I had for my worry. I, uh, that's really related to football. Blitzboy's back. I don't know if that. I don't know if that means anything. But he's Blitzboy might be back. back but is I Andrew wanted, Thomas playing? No, but I'm dude. I, I, like Azuto or Azita or however whatever his name is. He's not good with those. I yeah. I mean whatever I I saw. Yeah, they didn't have a pass rush. It doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. And I what I saw from him was good enough. Um, yeah. I got this no, in the middle of the podcast. The line, the line, the line worries yeah. me. I don't. Saquon is out too. It is what yeah, it is. We're fine with that. Um, but uh, I got this alert mid podcast. Uh, talk about growth. Did not react to it. I was I had a probably like a 10 second pause of not saying anything because I was just rereading it over and over again. Seahawks will be without cornerback Kobe Bryant. Yep. Cornerback Trey Brown. Mm-hmm. Cornerback Artie Burns. Yep. Good so bet. that's three corners. That's three payments. And last but not least, left tackle Charlie Cross. Cross. So for me, I said. I said on the preview pod, two things I want to see. Number one, we have to score 30 points. I don't think there's any excuse to not to. And number two, for the love of God, Kayvon, show up on the stat sheet. <laughs> and with these injuries, zero excuses. And I, if you see any 
videos posted about this on Twitter, you will see my name is I need this. I have to do, if you know me, there's two things in this world I hate, truthfully, that get a rise out of me. The Philadelphia Eagles and moving. I have to move this week. If I am two and two, I could, I will throw every black muscle and vertebrae out of my back, picking up this stupid couch that I am dreading more than ever to move with a smile on my face. And if we lose, the world will know my experience moving out this couch. This is why I'm worried because I've seen the tweets about how much you need this game. And that's just, it's just, that, that, that scares me. Not the best on primetime either. Uh, this is one of those games where if we get embarrassed, going to hear about it, not going to be happy about that. But I am actually probably too confident, which is also another. Oh, God. <laughs> this is a bad I haven't been this confident in a Giants game in a long time. I, I, I truthfully, Zach, I, it's not like I've talked myself out of it. I have zero doubt. If we lose this game, it will be bad. Abby's going to learn something about me tonight if it's bad. <laughs> I, I no, don't know you, why. You, it's fine for you to feel that way. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know I, why. I know like sometimes and it scares me. I don't know if I felt this confident about a Giants game, like since you've lived with me. I don't know if I have. And I don't know why tonight is the night. I don't. I have no, we're underdogs for God's sakes. We're home underdogs. I have no reason to be this confident. And I, I was truthfully, it's not like I talked myself into this. I have done zero prep or YouTube or podcast listening for this game. Yesterday, no care in the world about this, about my game tonight. I've, I mean, I am just like, yeah, we're going to be two and two. So I had one I conversation you. walking out with, with my Moe's Monday bag saying, Justin, just realize if we lose tonight, this will be the worst week of your life. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Uh, I might be back after we close out. Who knows? Might be, might do a couple minutes. Yeah, I was, I was wondering that. I don't even want to know. I like when I just find out randomly. Yeah, I may or may not. We'll see. This this part can tell you a lot if I will or won't be. <laughs> well, I wish you luck. Thank you. We'll be rooting you on. Burke, take us out. Well, that sucked. Um, it's after midnight now. You can assume what I just cracked open. This is not what I wanted to be doing right now. Um, but I feel like I owe a massive apology out there. Um, I feel like this is something I might as well talk about now rather than Friday. Um, the reason why I didn't get on right away was there was a lot of emotions, obviously, specifically anger that I had during the game and after the game, and I wanted myself to kind of calm down a little bit, um, process a few things, think about think about what I just saw, which was awful. Um, and yeah, uh, number one, I don't. I think we can all agree that no one has been a bigger Daniel Jones guy than me. For I, I did not like the draft pick. Um, 
But that Tampa Bay game, when he came in, took over for Eli, and we came back and won, that was one of the happiest moments I've had as a Giants fan in since, you know, the Super Bowl in 2012. And that was when I became the biggest Daniel Jones fan ever. I hopped on the Dan wagon immediately. I bought the T-shirts. I made it my wallpaper. I did it all. Bought the jersey. Um, I was all in. And since that moment, I was on a mission to defend him. I was I was going to defend Daniel Jones at all cost, from every front, from every line, from every tweet to every podcast. I saw myself, my duty to defend Daniel Jones. And I was wrong. At the end of the day, I fought long, I fought hard, but I lost the battle. And that is sometimes the realization you have to come to as a fan. Um, I'm here to say I'm sorry. I am here to say that I am out on him that the era is over. It's honestly an emotional thing because it's like a personality trait almost. And, you know, it's it's not a shtick. It truly is something that I believed. Like, I was that into Daniel Jones. You would see me, if I was hanging out with friends and, like, somebody started talking trash about Daniel Jones, like, you you could visibly see how emotional I would get on the subject. It wasn't a shtick. It wasn't something I did for fun. It was truly what I thought and what I believed. And I saw a guy who had flashes of greatness who I thought you give him the right coordinator, you give him the right you give him the right weapons, you give him the right offensive line. Like the sky is the limit for him. And this is the situ- this is the thing. When you're five years into the NFL, it can't be the perfect situation anymore. And that's what I saw tonight. Like, you're not always going to have the perfect situation as a quarterback. Um, and Daniel Jones needs that. And if you want to know something, if every quarterback had the perfect situation, they'd probably be a really good NFL quarterback. But th- that's not the case. And it took tonight for me to kind of realize it. It took, you know, I think it's just been such a whirlwind of the beginning of the season that tonight when it was a defense that had been struggling all year and the production we got was on him and it wasn't all on him. I mean, the offensive line was terrible. Um, but like the weapons were there. The ball wasn't getting to the right guy's hands. He looked scared. He held on the ball too long. Like in opportunities to run, he didn't run. He just looked confused. He looked slow. And it's been bad for three and a half of the four games this year. And I, I just don't, I don't, at some point, you just have to sign the treaty of Versailles, you know, give the sword over at Yorktown and say, you know, we I lost. And I think tonight is that moment. I, don't, I, I think if I held on any longer, I'd just be delusional. I'd be fighting a battle that, you know, I know was over. It's like in All Quiet on the Western Front when – the war, like the war is over, but the Germans make the last charge and the main character dies. Spoiler, so sorry, spoiler alert. Whoops, I'm not going to cut that out because I don't feel like doing that much editing. 
but that's like that's what it would have been. Like the war was over. Like it's eleven. It was eleventh minute of the eleventh hour of the eleventh day of the eleventh month, and Daniel Jones is not a franchise quarterback. Um. So I'm sorry. And I, he's been my wallpaper for four years. And tonight that's going to change. Uh, he's the only current Giants player jersey that I own because I didn't feel the need to buy another Giants jersey. I'm, I mean, I'm not going to buy one right now. I don't know who I'm going to buy next if and when. But I don't think I'm going to wear the jersey. Like, I'm just going to go sweatshirt or T-shirt or something. Uh, and it's time to move on. I'm going to spend my last night watching that Buccaneers comeback thinking about the good times we had, the bad times we had, the ups and the downs. Um, maybe I'll end with that Vikings game because that, that Vikings game in the playoffs made it look so good. But, you know, there's a lot of places to place blame tonight. I think Daniel Jones is a big one, and um, the battle is over. So with that, you know, where do we go from here? Number one, if anybody were to say that Daniel Jones' contract is bad, then I simply cannot have a conversation with you because you're listening to the wrong people. I know what the numbers say and the money says when you just look at it, that it's four years and X amount of millions of dollars, like $160 million or whatever. It, and that's just not right. It It's a two-year contract. After next season, there's no dead money for the New York Giants. So... Daniel Jones, I he next year it's like it's done. The, the slate is clean. I don't have to worry about dead money for four years with him. It's next year, it's over. This quarterback class is so deep, so talented that you know I think that you you find a guy you want to keep Daniel Jones, you can keep him. If you want him to battle out, you can battle out. I don't. Whatever happens at that point is we'll see. But I there's no excuse to not draft a guy. And maybe even two. Like, why not? Like, get a guy in the first round, get a guy in the fifth round. I I mean, that – we'll see. I'll get in the, the offensive offense overall. You know, maybe you don't want to spend that much draft capital on a quarterback position. But at some point, I mean, we have to – you have to try to find the guy. And I, I feel like next year is the quarterback class to do it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, he's going to probably finish out the season uh, – when we see the high, he's going to have a good game here and there, and I'm I'm just not going to let myself buy back into it because it's it's over, and we're going to find the next quarterback for the New York Giants, and I know for like a lot of people they're like oh it's a new quarterback, you know it is what it is, but it's kind of different for New York Giants fans because our age, my age, I should say. You know, I I don't remember Kerry Collins. I don't remember uh, what's his face, uh, Danny Cannell. I don't remember those guys. Like Eli Manning was the first memories I had of a quarterback, and then and he played every game. And then yeah, you're sprinkling like yeah, Geno Smith started a game, Daniel, and then uh, like, but it it literally went Eli Manning to Daniel Jones. And again, we can say the whole Geno Smith and Jake Fromm and Matt Gannon and all those random guys, but they were just replacing injured quarterbacks. Like it was, 
in Tyra Taylor even. It was Daniel Jones' team still. It was Eli Manning's team, then it was Daniel Jones' team. So truthfully, I only know two quarterbacks in my lifetime. So this isn't like, like this is a weird situation for me. It's, it's not something that I've had to deal with ever. I've only had to watch my team worry about needing a quarterback one other time in my life and I'm 25. Like that's pretty crazy. And I'm, it's not like I had, you know, I don't even know. It's not like the Patriots fans, I guess, get it. And then, you know, Colts fans get it until the, you know, luck retired and they had to go through that as well. So I know that they understand what I'm feeling. Um, but it, it's just a weird spot. So I'm trying to think where I'm even going with this, but I guess that's, yeah. So now I got to do it a third time in my life. And hopefully, hopefully we make the right pick. Um, you know, I guess now I'll kind of transfer, like, where does the team go from here? Uh, I mean, first of all, I want to say defensively, it was actually, you know, I, I thought the defense played great today, except for some, you know, higher paid guys in the middle, like Leonard Williams, but he's, I mean, it, it's, that is what it is. Uh, but Kayvon showed up finally, very impressed with Kayvon. Hopefully you can keep that up because you kind of need it right now. I can't, I need him to be a dude. I, I need him to just be a guy that, can contribute week in and week out for, you know, a couple of seasons because I, I don't have the ability right now to spend a first-round draft pick on an edge rusher. I have to focus on my first-round draft pick somewhere else. Um, Banks, I thought, against just following DK, did a fine job. Yeah, like DK had a great touchdown pat or reception and some other things, but for me, what I thought that was was a rookie learning. If you It was tight coverage the entire time. You just kind of, you know, DK made veteran receiver plays. Um, so I, I think that that shows me a lot about the defense's growth and they played great tonight. They had what they scored 24 points or whatever. And seven of it was a pick six and seven of it was a fumble that the Seahawks started on their own, you know, six yard line. So that is what it is. Um, but offensively, this is where the question marks come in. I, I think that we have to now be sellers at the deadline. I think, I think you should trade Saquon. Um, I think you you trade some receivers potentially. I mean, the Paris Campbell signing. I, I don't know why he's still on the field when he were, like I that that's a whole different conversation. I don't need to get to. Um, I think that we have to bump Evan Neal into right guard and just start seeing what that looks like and seeing if he can be competent there moving forward. Because right now he's worse than Eric Flowers. Like I gave Eric, no one was more uh, angry with the Eric Flowers situation than me, and I think his his grades are not even close to Eric Flowers. I, and so I, we just have to bump into right guard and see what it is the rest of the season. Um, you know, pray Andrew Thomas gets healthy. Maybe have at right guard. I mean, John Michael Schmidt got hurt the first play of the game, and that did not help because I mean, once he left, the interior line was done for um and then you know maybe try to fill some holes in free agency but that's never where you want to be and go from there so i still trust joe shane um i still trust i mean the only thing i don't trust is our necessarily our offensive line uh 
you know, scouting for the draft because that's been bad. But I still trust Brian Dable. I would like him to be the one to work with whatever our future quarterback is. Uh, I mean, it's year – people forget it's year two of their reign. We're so far in advance because of the playoffs last year created expectations for this year, and we're not met. So, you know, if this is how we started last year, it'd be we'd be having a completely different conversation. But this is year two of the reign. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, allow them to, you know, they didn't pick Daniel Jones. Allow them to pick their quarterback to move forward with. And, you know, from there we run. So um, I think coaching-wise, the special teams has always been a problem for the New York Giants, and we've had the same coordinator since 2018. So, I mean, he's done. Fire him. I know Dab already said, like, there's not going to be any coaching staff changes right now. Uh Let's rethink this one Tuesday morning because he should be fired. It, I have, we have like what six, six penalties on special teams. You have to think about the debacle we had. We we got saved, which at the end of the day wouldn't have affected anything. We got saved with a, uh, you know, us recovering a fumbled punt. But we've had a lot of muff punts. We have we've had a lot of field goal issues. And I mean, this year, even if you want to think about our first drive of the season, ended with a blocked field goal return for a touchdown on a blocking mishap so he's got to go and then bobby johnson our offensive lines coach got he has to go too i clearly the development's not working there so we have to move off of him i think those are two immediate coaching changes that you should make i know they're not going to be made but they should be immediate coaching changes and i mean kind of reset our rebuild um go from there but i have no idea how much time i spent on this i i I'm glad that I took some time to, uh, you know, settle down, uh, listen to a Giants therapy session, shared my apologies, um, but it's it's an end of an era for me. The Buckman Value Fund took a giant hit tonight as our, I mean, we, we might be asking for a bailout from the government because of how much money the Buckman Value Fund lost tonight on their Daniel Jones take. So, but again, end of an era. Um, the Danny Dimes fandom, our you know number one fan is no more. Uh, I've resigned my seat at the table. I have lost the war. Dance on my grave. Sing your songs. And maybe Caleb Williams will be a New York Giant. Burke, take us out. Okay, I don't wanna go and play it safe now. I think I feel okay now. It's like a mental image is a safe house. I only wanna let the dreams play out. I think I'm gonna stay out. Cause I don't feel we wanna see this flame out. Popping bottles later in the evening or early in the morning. I'm in the clouds soaring. Please keep it pouring. I'ma need a warning. When I sober up and everyone around me boring, I'm snoring. 
now I'm snapping, I'm back in another state Making sure that this adapting ain't lacking these facts straight What you looking at? We cooking, I'm putting up top ranks And all my homies busy eating, it's always a clean plate Got all these riches doing dishes, the grind is worthwhile All the questions you suspected, I'm sick of this lifestyle It's like I'm Johnny Depp up on the steps and it's a damn trial But have you heard about the word that I'm back on the throne now? I'll treat the seat with all due respect I'm coming for next, we coming for checks You coming for less, I'll only finesse The way we do this shit is cause and effect It's like, they'll only reach us if we actually regress But that's like, betting Otani hits a thousand percent And that's like, betting on blue to fucking serve and protect And that's like, betting on ones you think would ever neglect And that's like, actually expecting someone gives you respect Okay, I don't wanna go and play it safe now I think I feel okay now It's like the mental image is a safe house I only wanna let the dreams play out. I think I'm gonna stay out Cause I don't feel we wanna see this flame out Popping bottles later in the evening Or early in the morning I'm in the clouds soaring Please keep it pouring I'ma need a warning When I sober up and everyone around me boring I'm snoring Crazier than Claritin I'll go ahead and make it clear If you talk about it, be about it That's the motto here I feel like I'm captain of the ship I'm such a pioneer Double up my salary While all y'all just some volunteers I dare y'all to try me Better be a jury of my peers Why they Acting serious, I'm busy sipping on this beer. All this competition looking for me in the rearview mirror. They ain't read the finer print, I'm closer than that shit appears. Swerving through the lanes like I was OJ on the getaway. But now I'm coming back like I was Tom and it was Tampa Bay. And you've been off the rails, so lately you've been looking day to day. Fuck it, I'm Antonio, it's time for me to walk away. I think about the future and I think about the past a lot. They think this shit is complicated when it's really not. I worry if I gave enough, but then I always get a thought. Fuck it, man. I know that I gave everything I got.